They want Iowa's two senators, they want Iowa's federal representatives, to be behind Trump 100%, she said. In another Midwestern state, a group of golfers watched Trump's Tuesday news conference from the clubhouse of their country club and vocally expressed their support for him and agreed with his characterization that both sides bore responsibility for the violence that took place in Charlottesville. A GOP strategist working campaigns in red and purple states said that while support for Trump generally declined slightly since Charlottesville, support rose among his base after a decline last month because of the failure on health care and revelations about the Russia investigation. This strategist said many Trump supporters applaud the president's continuing desire to shake up Washington, favor his economic priorities, and admire his willingness to speak his mind. But he said Trump has nonetheless created a longer-term risk. What he's doing that's harmful is he's removing people from the persuadable audience, and that's dangerous, he said. He's taken an event where he could have added 5% of people to the persuadable universe, and instead, he's dumped out 10% of them. For many Republicans, this has become a look-in-the-mirror moment, a time for taking stock of their own actions, perhaps equal to or even beyond that, which took place in the days after the release of the infamous Access Hollywood video in October. This time, the personal criticisms of the president started more slowly, but after Tuesday, built to a crescendo as the week unfolded. Senator Cory Gardner, Colorado, who chairs the National Republican Senatorial Committee, was one of the first to state his displeasure after Trump's Saturday statement, which made no mention of neo-Nazis or white supremacists. He implored the president to call evil by its name. Senator Ted Cruz, Texas, who faces re-election next year and who dueled with Trump for the 2016 presidential nomination, was similarly caustic in calling out white supremacists. On Monday, Trump delivered what many Republicans had hoped to hear Saturday, Reading from a script, he criticized the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear. Had he stopped there, he might have avoided what was to follow. But the next afternoon, during an angry news conference at Trump Tower, the president once again sought to blame both sides and defended the neo-Nazi marchers. That evening, Senator Marco Rubio, Republican Florida, said the march organizers were 100% to blame, adding Mr. President, you can't allow hashtag white supremacists to share only part of the blame. Representative Patrick J. Tiberi, Republican Ohio, accused the president of deflecting attention from the killing of Heather Heyer by a bigoted follower of the white supremacist movement. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, another 2016 primary rival, tweeted that this was a time for moral clarity. I urge at POTUS to unite the country, not parse the assignment of blame. On Wednesday, Senator Tim Scott, Republican South Carolina, told the Post and Courier in Charleston, South Carolina, that the president's moral authority has been complicated by his response to Charlottesville, saying Trump had tried to draw moral equivalency between the white supremacists and the counter-demonstrators. He told the paper, I think you are either missing four centuries of history in this nation, or you are trying to make something what it's not. On Thursday, Senator Bob Corker, Republican Tennessee, chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, took the criticism another step, by questioning the president's stability and competence. He said that Trump has not shown that he understands the character of this nation and that without that understanding, our nation is going to go through great peril. Then on Friday, Mitt Romney, the GOP's 2012 presidential nominee, posted a lengthy statement on his Facebook page calling on Trump to undertake remedial action in the extreme, to atone for remarks that he said caused racists to rejoice, minorities to weep, and the vast heart of America to mourn. Romney said Trump should address the American people, acknowledge that he was wrong, and apologize. Four magazines, The New Yorker, Time, The Economist, and Der Spiegel, 
rushed-out covers that showed imagery of Trump and some version of a Klansman's hood or a Nazi salute. The Economist declared that Trump had shown himself to be politically inept, morally barren, and temporarily unfit for the office. The Spectator, a conservative British magazine, echoed part of that sentiment, but with a caveat that highlighted the box in which Republican officials find themselves. Yet again, Trump has demonstrated the extent to which he is unsuited to be president, the magazine wrote in an editorial. But yet again, we can also see the forces at work that led him to power. Defenders of the president believe Trump's base will only intensify its anger toward the president's critics. Sal Anousis, the former Republican chair in Michigan, said Trump had been goaded by the media into the statements he made Tuesday. I believe there are media folks trying to put him in a position to create forced errors. And he does, he said. He added, I think it's an uncomfortable situation for the party that unfortunately is not easily walked back because there are a whole lot of people trying to stir it up. Saying he did not believe Trump was a racist or neo-Nazi sympathizer, he said.